0: Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocketcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Say international Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Stand Island, Queens. This is your man G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, host with the most, unstoppable independent podcaster, and of course, Queens, New York native, repping Lawrence and Queens, New York and you're rocking and hanging and tuning into the 259th episode of off the meat rack chains new york podcast live and direct from Streamyard, along with youtube and and along with myself is the podcast show page on instagram make sure you follow the podcast page on on the gram and turn on your notifications so you can you can know when each episode is going to be dropping and and the types of questions I'm going to be dropping in the Insta story, so keep a lookout for that and everything in between. Post, you just name it. And if you are new to the channel and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, please feel free to to catch up on to catch up on the new episodes on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five is where you could grab that subscribe button for me. Tap the noni-nauti the nor- the nor- the nor- the nor- the bell along with alerts so you can be reminded on when the show goes on the air via live stream along with the date and time. And of course, leave a like and a comment along with the topics that's being discussed, um, more of your content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, download the episodes, share the episodes, share the videos, and of course, be sure to friend to another friend and i will and i will go over where you can download where you can download the uh uh the apps at the end of at the end of the show all right so hope y'all doing all right this week i know i'm trying to do my best but you know the show must go on man you know what i mean so let me cut. Let me just before I go to um, before I go to um, the New York mass transit files. Um, if you like to support this show, you can go ahead to my catch up, which is G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's Dallas on Capital G, lowercase M O N E Y, capital S, lowercase t-a-c-k-z 545 You don't have to be from a privileged privilege rich family um to show more support it's all about doing the best you can on whatever amount of money you choose that you're comfortable with and desire will be appreciated so there you have it right there <clears throat> all right so let's get into all right so let's get into our first segment Since we cut into the chase, New York, New York, mass transit files. Let's do this. Before I get into a first story in in the segment, let me see who's in the chat. Let me see. Um, Co- shouts to um Coco Bliss. All right, I see you. I see you. Um, all right. <clears throat> yeah, Coco Bliss. So let's get into it right here. Um, our okay so and this is from ammy.com for the people that's living in new york actually if you if you even even if you're not from the new york areas and stuff as far as as far as the five boroughs don't worry um you can still listen to each episode doesn't really matter if you're from new york or not but as long as you're listening that's what matters so anyway so with the fate of donald trump's failure in, no excuse me with the fate of donald trump's future in new york still in the balance let's talk about something that more directly impacts the future of all new yorkers the fate of public transit oof three years after the covid 19 slam damage sent new yorkers home the mta is fu- finally seeing ridership numbers near the pre-slandemic levels but there's still a long way to go the long slamdemic and slow return of ridership blew a giant hole in the authorities budget that will require a new 600 million dollar infusion of funding to close this year Ooh. That has to be tough, man. that really sucks though man for dmt to be in this this rut this this hole that they dig themselves in you're taking out all these loans but you have no idea how you're gonna pay them back it's disgusting Let's keep going, shall we? (laughs) Okay, so state lawmakers and Governor Kathy Hochul are debating ways to get the job done for the MTA. And while we have faith that they'll find a way to come up with the money the MTA needs right now, they should go a step further and find a little more money in the massive 12-figure 12-figure budget to give public transit a real shot in the arm. The Riders Alliance has been begging the drum constantly in recent recent months for something called six minute service. A plan that would increase subway frequency in an effort to get New Yorkers out of their out of their cars and ride sharing vehicles and, and back on board subways and buses. the concept is simple and as you may hear the siren um i do apologize about that but the concept is simple and draws many parallels to the famous tagline from the classic baseball movie field of dreams if you built if you build it he will come the movie depicted long lost baseball legends returning to a diamond built out of an iowa cornfield The six-minute service plan is nothing fantastical at all. Rather, rather it's a well-intentioned, smart, and doable effort to give subway and bus ridership an even bigger boost in the months to come. With another $300 million in state funding, the Riders Alliance believes the MTA can, can and should be able To boost off-peak subway service on lines in dozens of neighborhoods, shortening wait times from 12 to 8 minutes. They also seek six-minute service during off-peak hours on the critical one and six lines. Hmm. Moreover, the plan calls for additional service on dozens of new and redesigned bus routes, including enhanced weekend bus service. The MTA wants to expand service and deliver more for for the people of New York, as MTA Chair General Lieber and Danny Perlstein of the Riders Alliance has have, have each said. They just need the funds to do it, and with that extra investment New Yorkers will have fewer excuses to stay home or take hit or take their cars during the day. More riders mean mean more fares and more fares mean greater economic health for the MCA. We hope Albany lawmakers get it done because if they fund it they will come. Hmm. Okay, so um Elsewhere, elsewhere, um, the city is beginning to engage with the community. And and this involves um, the city is launching a wave of public events to give to give Bronx sites the opportunity to be heard as efforts to reimagine the cross-bronx expressway are underway. The city was awarded $2 million through a U.S. Department of Transportation Rebuilding American Infrastructure with Sustainability and Equity two-year grant to conduct a study of the expressway, which was announced in December. The study has not, yet, has not begun yet, and the public engagement process will guide its formation <clears throat> Let's see. Formation. A NYC Department of Transportation spokesperson told the Bronx Times. According to Mayor Eric Adams, the study will look at ways to reduce pollution and noise, improve safety and sustainability, and reconnect communities that have been torn apart by the expressway's construction. More specifically, the government agencies will look at strategies for decking parts of the expressway, also known as capping, to create new, op- new public open space above the highway, according to Adams' announcement. It's time, it's time we prioritize environmental justice and address the harms that 20th century highways have caused communities, largely communities of color across our city, NYC DOT Commissioner Edonis Rodriguez said in a statement. Together with the support of Mayor Adams, we are seizing a pivotal opportunity to reconnect communities that have been divided by this highway. Hmm. Um, Built between 1948 and 1960, 1963 under the, under the, under the auspices of famed planner, Robert Moses, the roadways construction ripped apart neighborhoods, destroying homes and displacing uh, thousands. The neighborhood of East Tremont is commonly highlighted as a site of displacement, though the the interactive map published in a New York Times opinion piece by architect Adam Paul Susinick shows the scale of the highway's path. Robert Caro, the authors, the author of *The Power of Broker*, a widely cited biography on Moses described East Tremont as a predominantly Jewish community that saw an influx of Black and Puerto Rican residents after World War II. The Cross Bronx has long been a symbol of environmental racism, leaving predominantly Black and Hispanic communities in in the South Bronx with disproportionately high asthma rates. The Cross Bronx Expressway is literally the and metaphorically a structure of racism from, which me and so many others in the Bronx live with the consequences of US Rep Richie Torres, who represents parts of the borough said at the December announcement. The city plans to present a multi-year plan with short and long-term projects project proposals to improve neighborhood conditions around the expressway by 2024, which is next year, according to the mayor's announcement of the study. After the study is created, the city and state can tap available funds for the project from the federal bipartisan um, infrastructure law and the city and state will pursue any other relevant federal grants for funding the DOT spokesperson told the Bronx Times. One moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So through the public meetings, Bronx sites can share how they've been impacted by the highway and what they would like to see built, said Edith um, Su Chen, executive director of the NYC Department of City Planning. In quote. The together, with Bronx communities, Mayor Adams, and partners throughout government, we are crafting a holistic vision for the the cross Bronx Expressway corridor to envision a cleaner, healthier borough and remedy mistakes of the past. Um, Sue Chen said in the statement, okay um all right let's get out of it let's get out of this one um so there's more on the city it's more on the city actually so let's get into it right here the city's first round of public engagement sessions to reimagine the Cross Bronx Expressway wrapped up this week, signaling the, t- the start of an attempt to heal a wound that slashes through the borough. The city was awarded two million dollars through a US Department of Transportation rebuilding a- American infrastructure with, sus- with sustainability and equity grant to conduct a study of the expressway, which was announced in December to kick off uh, a community engagement process meant to inform the study. The city held three in-person and two virtual open houses, the last of which took place Monday night. A draft of the study will be released next fall with the final version slated to be done by, excuse me, by the end of 2024 of next year. We're looking, we're looking both for improvements that can be made right now, as well as those that will be developed over the coming years and decades. Elizabeth Elizabeth Hamby, Director of Civic Engagement at the NYC Department of City Plumbing, no, excuse me, Planning, excuse me, um, said at the event Monday night, it took decades to build the Cross Bronx and I'm reimagining it won't happen overnight. Um, yeah. Okay, built between 1948 and 1963 under the the auspices of Robert Moses, the roadways construction ripped apart neighborhoods, destroyed homes and displaced thousands. On top of it all, the high traffic corridor has left south bronx residents with disproportionately high asthma rates oh shit. um the study is a combined effort of the city transportation planning and health de- departments as well as the state transportation department on monday members of the public filled out polls ver- asking various questions such as how long they have been part of the community surrounding the expressway as participants answered the questions. Snippets of Cross Bronx Expressway by David Gonzalez and the Poetic Licensed Band were played. Um, so Bronx hip-hop duo Lord Tariq and Peter Guns also have a song with the same title. Um, Charles, assistant commissioner for regional and strategic planning for the nyc department of transportation said the agency wants to address immediate issues such as potholes or dysfunctional street lights and also look into longer term ideas such as capping the, the the cross bronx and bringing bike lanes and bus connections we're very open at this point he said as we go back again with all the ideas we receive, then we'll have to put it through the test of what's possible and welcome, we'll come back to get feedback and consensus from everyone. Arif Ula, Executive Director of Community Organization South Bronx Unite, asks, how locals input will be used to inform the draft plan saying that frontline communities are often asked to provide input, but just as often nothing is done with our input happy from the city's planning department said that they are not just doing engagement for engagement's sake, but emphasize that the city is currently just building a vision. This is the first of many steps that will be required to fully reimagine and redevelop the Cross Bronx Expressway, she said. After asking um, questions about the effort, participants shared their experiences with and opinions about the expressway. Attendees expressed frustrations about car accidents and congestion as well as trash from drivers and pollution from the highway that goes straight into open windows and contributes to high rates of various health conditions in the borough people express interest in capping and beautifying the expressway creating space for street vendors who don't need to worry about the city's licensing and enforcement processes Justice for people who were displaced, a community vegetable garden gathering space, noise control, walkable areas, and public transit. A teacher who identified herself as best, who works at a school neighboring the expressway, described it as a big hole in the community. Ira um, Gershonhorn, another attendee, said that the, Roadway should be covered so people in Cortona Park, which is adjacent to the Cross Bronx, shouldn't have to smell or hear the vehicles. The Cross Bronx is really long, said Gershenhorn. The whole thing sucks. You could not build that anywhere else. What's his name, Robert Moses, just named, rammed it down the throats of the people who lived there. The people in the Bronx have to take whatever crumbs they get from DOT or DSNY. Um, The whole thing is a horror show. Although some participants express that they'd like the whole expressway to be torn down. That's not on the table. Um, You keg boo, the assistant Commissioner with the city DOT said that the road is a main artery for the region's truck flow and cited jobs, transportation of goods, and interstate interstate commence requirements. He said the city's core vision is ensuring truck flow still occurs efficiently while mitigating negative effects on neighboring communities we recognize that's a challenge but that's why we are here presenting it to people to the people who matter the people who live in the area he added well um let's see we'll see what happens here man uh remains to be seen um let's see All right, we got some terrible, terrible, terrible news that we need to get to right here, involving five people who got killed. Who got killed in um, Louisville, Kentucky? So let's start there. We're gonna get to that right here in a segment that I, that I like to um, introduce, which is Chatting or the Jazz. Um, in case you're wondering. Um, that's where we talk about the, not only the trending topics, but the topics that don't really get discussed. So here it is. About that wrong button all right louisville kentucky where the incident happened um i'm pretty sure many of you probably are aware of this but um this is from cbsnews.com Here's what's happening. At least five people were killed in a shooting Monday at an old National Bank branch in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, and at least eight others were hospitalized, officials said. The suspect the suspected gunman was also dead, police said. Police identified the five slain victims as Joshua Barrick, 40, age 40, Thomas Elliott, age 63, James Tuts um age 64 um deanna eckert age 57 and juliana farmer police provided two ages for farmer and it wasn't immediately clear which was the right one oh man so that's crazy man ah mass shootings and shit man this is fucking crazy man and this, you know this is why I don't. This is why I don't like talking This is why I don't like doing this. Doing doing certain topics that's going to be a repeating pattern and shit. Because it, at at a point it gets emotionally draining. You know i You know what I'm saying? It gets very draining to me, and that's not really something you can really grasp. So that right there is just it's just terrible, man. It's terrible. Terrible, and it's disgusting. So, um, Louisville Metro Police Department interim chief Jacqueline um, Gwynn Villa Villa Royal identified the government as Connor Sturgeon and said he worked at the bank. Police later tweeted that he was 25 years old. Let's be clear about what this is this was this was an evil act of targeted violence louisville mayor craig greenberg said the mayor said he was also a survivor of a workplace shooting to to hold on a second yes so to the people who survived whether you were physically hurt or not i know that you are hurting too he said the gunman was shot and killed by Responding officers, um, Gwen Vill- Villarroyal told reporters during an afternoon press conference, she said the gunman was live streaming during the rampage. The gunman used an assault AR-style weapon, a law enforcement told no, source told CBS News. Unfortunately, that's tragic to know that th- th- that incident was out there and captures so and so we're hopeful that we can have that incident removed that footage removed um the chief said <laughs> yeah this shit is disgusting anyway um chief Def, deputy chief paul humphrey said during an earlier press conference that investigators believe the government acted alone there is no at this threat he said three people have been in have been in critical condition at the university of louisville hospital including a police officer gwen villa royal said officer nicholas wilt a 26 year old who graduated from the police academy at the end of march was shot in the head and was in critical but stable condition after surgery the chief said a bullet grazed another officer and the third suffered minor injuries um the chief said three victims were listed in non-critical condition and three other victims have been treated and released she said governor andy Bashir and greenberg told reporters elliot was their friend the governor had earlier said he lost another friend in the rampage But he said during the afternoon press conference that he was misinformed and the friend was actually okay. A friend, a third friend of the governor's was hurt in the shooting and was being treated in in the hospital. Bashir called Elliot one of of his closest friends and said Elliot helped him um, build his law career, become governor and gave him advice on how to be a good dad. He's one of the people I talk to most in the world and very rarely rarely, uh, will be talking about my job, Bashir said, he was an incredible friend. The governor urged people to support the victim's families. I think what we need most right now in a word is love, Bashir said, they are going to need that love and we need love for each other. President Biden spoke with Bashir on Monday afternoon the white house said humphrey said officers responded to the shooting within three minutes of being dispatched and credited the quick response with saving lives this is very tragic this is a tragic event but it was the heroic response of officers that made that made sure that no more people were more seriously injured than what happened humphrey said police earlier said They were responding to an active aggressor and the the FBI said its agents were also responding to the shooting. Officials urged people to avoid the area. Caleb Goodlett told CBS affiliate WLKYTV he received a call from his wife who works at the bank at 8.30 a.m. She was calling from inside a vault and she told him there was a gunman in the bank. Goodlet told the station. Goodlet said his wife asked him to call the police. When he called 911, he was told police were already responding. Grace Poganski told CBS News she heard what sounded like metal hitting the pavement outside her condo building Monday morning. When she looked out the window of her condo uh she says she saw a police officer with a rifle who appeared to be shooting at the front door of the bank she described the neighborhood as relatively quiet and noted a minor league ballpark was located nearby we see shootings all over the country and now it's right at our doorstep and it's quite scary poganski told cbs news monday's shooting happened two weeks after a shooting killed three nine-year-old children and three adults at the school in nashville tennessee tennessee which is what i previously talked about um the, the shooter in that rampage died in a confrontation with police inside the school in another shooting in louisville that wasn't related to the rampage at the bank. One person was killed and another wounded Monday morning at Jefferson Community and Technical College. Police said um, um Major Russ Miller told reporters the shooting happened in front of a building on campus. Miller said prelim- preliminary information in the investigation indicated there could be multiple suspects in. The shooting and they fled the scene Oof. okay that's that has to really suck right there man you know what I mean that has to suck man so um let's see and we also got another we also have another terrible terrible news that we need to talk about here um regarding e-bikes e-bikes. Investigators say a battery on an electric bike is to blame for sparking a massive fire in New York City that left multiple rescuers injured. They are now working to determine if the bike was powered by a non-approved battery. There is nothing left and it, it is all because of this one single bike, said Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh with the New York City Fire Department. As the sun rose Monday morning, light poured into the food plaza and laundromat next door, showing nothing but debris and charred rubble. Officials said it was the result of the electric bike, on lithium-ion battery fire. We have seven injuries, five firefighters, one member of EMS, and one civilian, Kavanaugh said. Everyone is stable, but this really shows you how incredibly serious this can be. (sighs) Yeah, this is is crazy, man, with these e-bike batteries. Jeez. (sighs) Man. And I think I previously talked about this in episodes ago in regards to, you know, people charging their bikes in front of an apartment. You're not supposed to do that. You got to stand clear away from that shit, too. So this is crazy. Fire also displaced people living in homes behind the building. The damage is the latest example of why city leaders have been pushing for regulation of non-approved lithium-ion batteries used by e-bikes and scooters, as well as public education about where to store the batteries. This this is fucking ridiculous, man. This is crazy, man. <laughs> very crazy. Um, very crazy indeed um this is crazy anyway so where was i where was i oh wait, wait wait. according to fire officials these types of fires are extremely difficult to put out we have to really adapt to you to the use of these batteries new york city met New York City Mayor, excuse me, Eric Adams said, we must make sure that the illegal batteries are not in the city. The batteries are to blame for at least 30 fires in New York City so far this year, according to officials. Just last week, the New York City Council passed legislation legislation banning the sale of unregulated lithium ion batteries. And last month, the commissioner of the FDNY sent a letter to the US Consumer Product Safety Commission asking it to consider legislation that would prevent the sale and use of unapproved refurbished batteries. This could be in your home. And if you can do this amount of damage to a store of this size, just think of the danger that it can confront to yourself, to your family, and to, to your building, Kavanaugh said. The loss of the supermarket will impact many in the community and will leave many with one less option when it comes to access of fresh food. Whew. That's rough, man. Um, uh, Let's see. All right. So, also in terrible news, Taxstone got arrested. <laughs> Taxstone got arrested. Let's take a look at this story, man. <laughs> yeah, Taxstone got arrested. Okay, so here's what's happening here. For those of you that's living under a rock, um, so NBC New York reports that Taxstone um, need Dent. Darrell Campbell was convicted on Thursday, March 23rd in the manslaughter of Troy Ave's bodyguard, Ronald Banger McFadder. <laughs> the, the Manhattan jury found Campbell guilty of shooting McFadder and injuring three others during a 2016 TI concert at Irving Plaza. Tax is scheduled to be sentenced in April 2023, which has already happened already. Uh let's see. Campbell was initially charged in 2017 after law enforcement uncovered his DNA on the gun used in the deadly shooting. The two men had been embroiled in a storied beef that came to a head when both parties attended the venue. Troy Ave. Roland Collins was set up to open up for tip At the NYC venue that that night before before a brawl broke out between Collins and Campbell's parties oh my gosh man really really though really though this is crazy man this is crazy I don't understand why people doing stupid shit um don't understand why but but you know we got got to talk about this shit anyway, so it is what it is. So that right there is just, this is this this is pretty crazy though, man. Oh, man, this is ridiculously crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that part too. <laughs> yeah, that part two. Um, let's see. <clears throat> On March thirteenth, the new pot entertainer testified against tax recalling the shooting and claiming he acted in self-defense, the New York Post reports. If it's fight or flight, I'm always going to fight because At that point, you could die, have asserted. I'd rather die fighting. People die from leg shots. I'd rather rather die fighting than laying on the ground. When the shot goes off, I see the light from the spark, and I hear the shot. This is all happening fast. I get up and start fighting Tackstone, trying to take him, grab the gun, and another shot goes off i put my leg up to kind of block the shot from hitting me in the face or chest roland stated that as he put his leg up daryl shot him in both legs collins age 37 then rustled the gun from campbell's possession when the gun suddenly misfired the MC recalls looking over at his bodyguard after the the gun went off and saw him lying on the ground lifeless mcfatter would be pronounced dead in the irving plaza aftermath yeah that sucks man that really sucks though man you know what i'm saying and and yeah he did win he did win the case too man and i'm not gonna get into the main old thing um i'm not gonna get into the main old thing because this is it's just i don't know man i'm not gonna get into that anyway um anyway um anyway so my question my question including to this next topic has to do with why are you why are you putting oil with coffee why like that doesn't make me like that to me doesn't make any sense right here man like why are you putting oil with coffee how does that mix so <laughs> according to the new yorker as corporate legend has it the concept of starbucks was inspired by a visit that how how um schultz paid to milan in 1983 at the time schultz was the director of operations and marketing for um a, a local Seattle chain with fewer than a dozen outposts. The stores, the first of which opened in 1971, sold whole whole beef, leaf, leaf teas, um, and spices in bulk. In Milan for a trade show, Schultz found himself enhanced by the city's espresso bars. The official version of the story on the company's website continues the baristas were artists respected for their craft and the bars themselves served as a third place for customers welcoming energetic gathering spaces between home and work that became part of people's daily routine he pitched the company's leaders upon his return and in 1984 the first starbucks um cafe latte was poured at an experimental counter in a corner of one of the chain's locations, the, the next year Schultz left the company to open his own chain called, um, what is it? Called I won Giornell in homage to one of the Melanese Milan- dailies. In 1987, Schultz, wait a minute here, yeah. Yeah, in 1987, Schultz bought the rights to the Starbucks name, along with six stores. Today, the company has 36,000 locations in 80 countries. Over the last two decades, Starbucks has become one of the paradigmatic cases of poor secession, planning in American business. Schultz first retired as chief executive in 2000, only to return... In 2008, to steward the company through the financial crisis, he purged top executives, closed hundreds of underperforming stores, laid off thousands of employees, and led an aggressive expansion effort in China. In 2017, he stepped down again, only to return last year as interim CEO. Um, CEO, he's made it clear in the past three presidential election cycles that his personal preference would be to serve not as a company's chief executive, but as the nation's. In this most recent stint, he was played the role of the charismatic visionary entrepreneur drafted once more um, against his will to rescue the soul of the company from mere um, accountants. As he put it in a recent interview with CNN's Poppy Hollow, there's a balance and it's fragile that has to be maintained between pushing for self renewal and reinvention and maintaining the core values of the company and that's where companies and that is where Starbucks in the past has lost its way where it where it, it has too much um. Where it has too much. Hold on a second. Yeah, where it had too much. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, where it had too much. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. wait. Hold on. Yes. What's this way where it? has tilted too much to to a place where it's been too financially oriented, too financially skewed, too focused on the stock price and the only way for for Starbucks is to follow the hearts and minds of our people. The rhetorical grandiosity <laughs> suggested he were salvaging a company like boring. <laughs> Another troubled on Colossus of Seattle origin, but cost cutting under his predecessor hadn't made grande toasted white chocolate mochas fall from the sky. (laughs) That said, he did end the company's expensive campaign of stock buybacks and seemed committed to the reinvestment of that capital into uh, the future of Starbucks and its employees. This April, Schultz will retire for the third, and he has promised final time. Last week, he returned to Milan to unveil his final creative act at, at the company, um, Alito. The Alito line of beverages features Starbucks coffee infused with extra virgin olive oil. What the hell? Olive oil? wait, 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 wait. Olive oil? Really, though? Okay, why would you put oil with coffee? This is just so fucking ridiculous, right here. And I say this, this is I say that because it's pretty. I only say this because it's pretty disgusting, man. <coughs> Who the hell is gonna actually drink coffee that has um olive oil in it? Like, seriously, this is so fucking ridiculous oh lord oh my lord this is so fucking ridiculous right there man <sighs> yeah you're gonna have people go to the bathroom <laughs> to throw up because you you decided to put olive oil in your coffee why yo why would you put why would you put oil in coffee well let me fill you in on this so extra extra virgin olive oil for the moment the drinks which include alito cafe um cafe latte alito ice cortado alito golden foam cold brew alito deconstructed and olido golden foam espresso martini are sold exclusively in Italy and the full line is available only at the Starbucks Reserve Roastery in Milan's Piazza Cordusio the company's flagship store in the country in advance of the Alito rollout, Schultz said, "Now there's going to be people who say olive oil and coffee, <laughs> but the proof is in the cup." In over 40 years, I can't remember a moment in time where I've been more excited. Oh man! <laughs> in the CNN, in the CNN interview, which is interweaved scenes filmed in a Canarsie housing project where Schultz was raised. With others shot on location in a gently breezy Sicilian olive grove, Schultz pours a he- healthy dola of gleaming green oil into a milk-foaming jug. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He tells, he tells Harlow, you really want to spray the coffee into your mouth? get it in there to really enjoy the taste the different flavors the body the acidity in the case of in the case, in, the, in this case the olive oil oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that shit is so fucking crazy man anyway if somebody took a blood test on me i think my blood is coming out gold i've had so much olive oil oh wow hollows who seemed vaguely torn between the pleasures of a work junket to southwestern sicily and the con com- concomitant obligation to drink coffee with olive oil in it as schultz whose whose most recent tenure has been risen by bitter ongoing disputes with an on with a a unionizing workforce. The uh, the obvious question: Why is this your last move? <laughs> Schultz replied with an enigmatic, enig enigmatic. Hold on a second. An enigma. Hold on. Enigmatically. Oh boy anyway folk folksy smile (laughs) oh shit well i didn't plan this to end my career at starbucks in the same place i started he says but he adds coffee's been around for thousands of years and nobody's ever thought of mixing the two except me if schultz and starbucks have long leveraged the putative association with an Italy of the mind, the Italy of reality has had a more, a more ambivalent relationship with the company. It took years of delays before the company made its Italian debut. In part, presumably, presumably owing to Schultz's fears that he and his firm would be laughed out of the country. The the chain's presence in Italy was, however, an inability um, both as a seasonal, no, excuse me, personal totem of Schultz's success and according to one local industry observer to reduce supply chain costs associated with the shipment of roasted beans to the continent. Milan Starbucks Reserve Roastery, which opened in 2018, was installed in the opulent turn of the century, um, Palazzo del Post, constructed of pale pink stone in the eclectic style of the nearby Galleria Vittorio. Emmanuel II, the building first housed the city's stock exchange and later its central post office with front frontage along a wide shopping boulevard that runs from the Piazza del Duomo to the Castello of uh, Forcesco. Huh. The store's sidewalk plaza looks like the overgrown terrarium of the eccentric industrial magnet with outdoor seating Um, encased in enormous bronze bird cages. Uh, (laughs) Immediately opposite is the country's first Uniqlo, which opened the following year both outlets were inaugurated by lines around the block and even now they both maintain velvet ropes outside the, the, their doors Starbucks made every effort to respect natives' waves of life, of life. And the press um, obligingly dwelled less on the threat to local custom than on the restraint on display. A common refrain was on um, Niente Frappuccino. The baked goods at the roastery were provided by Princey, a renowned bakery. As the journalist and podcaster Francesco Costa put it in a tweet, in some in Milan, they made a normal bar with croissants from Princey and they called it Starbucks, a prize for entrepreneurial courage. He continued, one day someone will say to these managers that in one out of every two bars in Italy, the legendary Italian coffee is disgusting. <laughs> um, and there's no Wi-Fi and you can't sit for three hours to work and the croissants are frozen, etc., etc. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Hang on. Okay, so despite Starbucks' status as one of the most obvious avatars of globalization and Schultz's um identification with neoliberal principles, Coaster's lukewarm endorsement or at least contrarian acceptance acceptance of the company's entrance into the Italian coffee mar- market wasn't a wholly French position. In 2016, a year before the expected arrival of the first Starbucks in Milan, um Massimo Tonelli, um then editorial director of Gambero Rosso an Italian anal- Analog of the Michelin Guide published in an article called 10 reasons why the arrival <laughs> the arrival of Starbucks in Italy isn't a catastrophe. <laughs> Tonelli all Tonelli, uh, rights, Italy isn't the largest consumer of coffee in the world per capita. But in all likelihood, it's the countries where it's the country where this beverage has the most crucial and and, and refru- Refutable social, cultural, cultural, and anthropological role. However, however, as as has happened to many other Italian specialties, this too has been mistreated and humiliated over the years to point to the point of becoming a shadow of former former self. If you are going to criticize Starbucks, Tonelli continues, you have to take into account the reality that today in Italy on average people drink bad coffee <laughs> and they do it in contexts that are inadequate slovenly and the standard from the point of view of the consumer experience and the the service. He goes on to outline what the average Italian bar there are of course plenty of exceptional counter examples might have to do to compete with its unwelcome um, competition whereas starbucks workers are trained to be polite some italian waiters and baristas display a world-class rudeness starbucks gives you a receipt so you know that they paid their taxes at italian bars not so much starbucks coffee might be expensive but italian coffee is underpriced usually about a euro for an espresso uh taking standing up any significant increase and italians would unite behind the barricade which means that someone along the way is being exploited. And Starbucks workers might not be paid particularly handsomely, but they have actual contracts. They are paid regularly and they have benefits, little of which applies to many Italian bar employees. In an Italian bar, Tonelli writes, you get, the, you get menacing looks if you overstay your immediate welcome. The the average bar is immediately conceived for a clientele of functionaries or bureaucrats, given an endless series of coffee breaks, each lasting 30 seconds. Starbucks, on the other hand, is a place to sit, work, socialize, meet people, and leave precisely whenever you want. As far as Tanelli was concerned, Starbucks had already shown a greater respect and reverence for Italian tradition than had his compatriots. The company, he concludes in the piece, won't be a treat, won't be a excuse me, won't be a threat to uh, the Italian bar industry, but with any luck, an opportunity and a stimulus to improve. <laughs> A de old <laughs> Starbucks at the last um appeared two years later. <laughs> Three years after that, in 2021, Tonelli determined that Italy's bars had failed to rise to the occasion. In La um, Repubblica, he published a provocation Coffee Italy's most resounding gastronomic um self-deception that was taken as an affront to the nation's dignity he wrote from naples to trusty we're convinced that our espresso is good made how it should be um orthodox while that of all the other countries around us (laughs) from france to Germany all the way to the United Kingdom is undrinkable <laughs> undrinkable slop. Oh shit. <laughs> there is however simply no reason for um for this sh- for this chauvinistic sense of superiority superiority in fact, it's because of precisely this arrogance that in Italy one currently drinks the worst coffee in the world. Italians has been, been kidding themselves. He he writes that that drink that we have
1: banalized
0: and transformed into us. A sort of medicine to guzzle rapidly on our feet is no longer coffee. It's an extraction of burnt beans charred by a tawdry process. Isn't that isn't that what coffee beans supposed to be made of? Isn't that what coffee beans supposed to be made of? Um, <laughs> you tell me. Um, was the solution to the wretched state of Italian coffee hiding in plain sight? howard schwartz howard schultz having taken his original inspiration for italy's coffee (gasps) coffee culture had now returned in the long extended intimate intermittent twilight of his career the bestowed onto onto italy an idea that by all rights should have been obvious to italians for centuries In interviews Schultz has spoken about the alito idea as if he were coming full circle. The whole thing appears to have happened very quickly. In September 2022, Schultz was visiting an olive oil producer in Sicily. Um um who told him that many Sicilians um are won't won't take a tablespoon of olive oil each morning for their health Schultz immediately took up the practice himself though at a very robust 69 he already had the brent branson branson-esque vigor of a moisturized billionaire he was drinking his olive oil in in the morning (laughs) (laughs) oh shit oh my gosh oh my gosh man (laughs) okay well i tell you that shit sounds disgusting man that shit sounds very disgusting to me man that's very disgusting <laughs> you drink your own olive oil first. You first you decide to put olive oil into your coffee. Now you drink your own olive oil. That is so nasty. <laughs> oh shit! That's shit just so nasty, though, man. I'm sorry, but <laughs> this is so fucking crazy to me, man. This is very, very, very nasty. Ah! yeah (laughs) that is so nasty man and you know it anyway man um (laughs) yeah oh gosh so yeah he was drinking his olive oil in the morning he already drank his coffee in the morning why not he realized just put the olive oil into the coffee it was by his account a no-brainer and it does seem as though the number of brains involved was narrowly circums- circumscribed. In the CNN interview, Schultz tells Harlow, we've discovered something quite extraordinary. Mm, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that, though, man. That shit is so fucking disgusting to me. Oh, my gosh. Harlow looks at him as a light on sirocco plays with her hair you think this transforms coffee schultz doesn't hesitate at all i know it'll transform the coffee industry very few people outside of starbucks have tasted it no consumer research whatsoever nothing harlow asks isn't that a risk schultz schultz with unruffled confidence shakes his head and grins i don't think so cnn cuts to an image of bottles of something, presumably short-lived and lost to history called Mazagran, Harlow asked, you are sh- you are sure this won't go the way of the sparkling coffee? Schultz, re- Schultz replies, no, 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 no. The future of the company today is based on, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 sparkling, wait, wait a second, sparkling coffee? the fuck (laughs) oh shit um yeah no 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 the future of the company the company today is based on customization so people are going to add a tablespoon of patana extra virgin olive oil into their drink i'm sure of it (laughs) okay i'm gonna make this a question (laughs) <laughs> for all you coffee lovers out there though man i'm gonna actually make this a question for you folks out there man <laughs> um on a cold drizzly drizzly m- dark monday morning a few days after the alito line was launched a persuaded roberto my italian father-in-law who generally orders coffee in america only to to vet about it um to join me at the starbucks reserve Roastery in piazza corducio the interior of cavernous but well lit with gold seam white marble bars a hand chiseled terrazzo, terrazzo um floor and a dizzying dizzying array of serpentine copper pipes that led from the central roasting machines to the service areas like pneumatic tubes in the antiquated antiquated bank it was before 8 a.m and we had the place almost entirely to ourselves the tourists and workers who make up most of the city center traffic had yet to arrive The entire store was emblazoned, emblazoned, emblazoned with the detergent green bilingual marketing for the Leo line. A revolution, a revolutionary new coffee ritual, bringing together an alchemy of the finest ingredients nature has to offer: Starbucks Arabica coffee beans and Patana cold. Press extra virgin olive oil. Oh gosh, velvety smooth, delicious, deliciously lush. Alito is coffee uplifted. Roberto made it uh, abundantly clear to the cashier that he was ordering an Alito under some duress. The cashier said something muted and non comedical about how the line had in fact been selling very well. This seemed um, auspicious as we waited at the corner for the baristas to emulsify our olive oil. Roberto once again tried to draw them out on the subject of the Alito at a normal Italian bar. Any given barista would need little excuse to offer an exaggerated opinion about anything, but the Starbucks employees were apparently trained to keep their personal views to themselves and refused to take the bait. We took our drinks to a high table and perched on dark wooden stools, polished to a lustrous gloss. Roberto looked down at the coffees and stilled himself, he said, for an Italian, where coffee is a religion. How is that a religion? This feels like a hearsay. Haresi, excuse me. We each took a small sip. It's really a lot of oil, he said. He was trying to be diplomatic years ago. i enjoyed brief, fashion of yak butter coffee <laughs> which he found appalling and seemed to think that i might <laughs> in turn appreciate olive oil coffee i gotta ask my manager this if he ever heard of this shit before <laughs> um olive oil coffee his diplomacy, however, was unnecessary. We took another small sip and he could no longer conceal his grimace. It's very much a lot of oil and it's very persistent and very strong. We took a break and as we sat and looked uneasily at each other, the saw of the coffee receded and left in its un wake something fulsome and blueberry a sensation which (laughs) which which only intensifies with the passage of time roberto on on the other hand pushed a hunk of his cinnamon roll in my direction with the suggestion that it might help cut through the slick allegiance sediment that seemed likely to coat our mouths and perpetuity there was little to say little to say but that it tasted like a large spoonful of olive oil and coffee oh gosh why okay that's it's unclear what to make Schultz's decision to c- conclude his tenure as one of the, one of America's most successful CEOs with the promise that in the near future everyone will be able to walk into a Starbucks and ask for olive oil in their coffee was it an elaborate distraction from the co- from the company's labor troubles? Was it a well-intended but perhaps ill <laughs> ill-considered um, signal that Starbucks symbol of thoroughgoing homogeneity (laughs) um, was preparing to offer a near limitless horizon of personalized experiences. Perhaps the most generous interpretation is that he wanted to communicate to more cautious business leaders that sometimes it was within the executive warrant to do something extravagantly bizarre. Had the company done any of the usual consumer research, they would presumably have discovered that from any rational market-oriented perspective, this was a terrible business decision. But maybe Schultz, like, like so many of us, is terminally nauseated by by life in a consumer environment that has been focused group to death. Perhaps Bob Iger, another CEO returnee, will order the development of the olive oil cinematic universe. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. I would never yo this is laughable man. I can't help myself. Oh man. <laughs> oh shit. I will never um order another Alito again and over the three unhurried hours that I spent doing nothing in the store I witnessed no one else do so, but in a per- perverse way, it's impossible to be unhappy that it exists in the world. Roberto turned to me and said, I can't wait to go back to the office to have a proper cup of coffee. Then he thought again and gestured for us to return to the bar. Um, Do espresso bioni he said and once again the cashier held his opinion in reserve we took to get we took the regular coffees they were perfectly fine (sighs) i'm gonna make this a question for you coffee lovers out there man you know what i'm saying after i get off the air so um that will be a question so (laughs) um this is crazy man and i have to this is really crazy um of course, um. Yeah, so wait a minute. So Jake, hold on a second. I did talk about that, did I? Um. Wait a second. 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 Oh, you yeah, yeah, wait, wait, wait. So, J. Cole. Um, Okay, so J. Cole has said that his album 2014 Forest Hills Drive was a championship level experience despite it losing out at the Grammys. The comments were made during an extensive interview with Bob Myers, GM of the Golden State Warriors, where Cole compared his triple platinum 2014 project to the feeling of winning an NBA championship um had i won it early on i feel like it would have been validated all of those feelings i had for it said cole whose soul grammys win came in 2020 for best rap song a lot um maybe it would have felt like a championship at that point i'm not sure the fact that it didn't happen and that it didn't happen And that it didn't happen it allowed me to reflect he continued and quote after more time with sitting with myself it becomes clear that oh wait a minute those things weren't weren't for you and then when it actually came it was almost like i'm not in love with this thing anymore so it couldn't feel like a championship But I think this will answer your question a little better. That's nowhere close to a championship for me. The Grammy, but there was an album that felt like a championship. The making of this album I got for, that I got called Forest Hills Drive, and the releasing of it and the tour, that was a championship run in the the way that, how the Bulls look at the last dance. He concluded the fact that it didn't win, it didn't change my experience. That was what a championship felt like to me. 2014, Forest Hills Drive was nominated for best rap album at the 2016 Grammy Awards, but lost to Kendrick Lamar's critically lauded effort to pimp a butterfly. Drake's, if you are reading this, it's too late. Nicki Minaj's The Pink Print and Dr. Drake's Compton were also in contention that year nevertheless 2014 forest hills drive marked a new commercial peak for Jake cole and remains one of his most beloved albums for following its surprise release in december 2014 it debuted at number one on the billboard billboard 200 uh with over 350 thousand dollars first week sales his highest tally up to that point and and, and this is from Hip Hop DX um, the website. Um, the album has never felt the chart since then and currently sits at number 50 after a staggering 44 32 weeks. Meanwhile, no role models made Spotify history last April after becoming the longest running song on the U.S. Spotify chart. 2014 Forest Hills Drive achieved. Three times platinum certification from the RIAA, which is the Recording Industry Association of America, in May 2019, and could start the J Cole went platinum with no features meme. <laughs> oh shit! Um, looking ahead, the Dream the Dreamville boss is rumored to be working on his eagerly anticip- anticipated next album, The Fall Off cole first teased the project back in 2020 but only re- recently has begun to drop more hints about its arrival In quote and i still relate to that procrastination for task because i need i need to finish this album but hell how many more times can i send this wooden pail down in the in that well and pull it back with the hope that it's filled he rapped on procrastination uh, broke the loose the loose song borrowing a youtube producer's beat he dropped in january on a dinosaur interlude the montage his dr dre sampling contribution to dreamville's recently released creed three soundtrack he spit just caught the fall off and he'll explain is is it the end hold on a second is it the end Of the chapter happily ever after. Bet this gonna be that fulfill his reign, man. And of course, um, we got some unamusing news to get to right here involving Lola Brooke. Yeah, Lola Brooke. Actually, hold on a second. Yeah, Lola Brooke. Here we go. Um, all right, so So Lola Brooke um, recently expressed her feelings about dating within the music industry, hinting that she'd be okay with romance with another entertainer. The rapper discussed her opinion on the topic during an interview with Lotto on her show, 7777 Radio on Apple Music One. If the vibe is right and my feelings are secure, yeah. Brooke answered when asked about it when question if she'd still prefer a nine-to-five partner she replied i don't mind doing that but when i think about reality it'd be like will he start fighting with my accomplishments will he be insecure Ha! i don't know man i don't know about that one but elsewhere in the interview brooke reflected on her hometown of brooklyn brooklyn is the best because no matter where you go in the world If you are from the Bronx or Queens or whatever, you are going to say, I'm from New York. But a Brooklyn person is going to say, I'm from Brooklyn. Lola Brooke explained to Lotto, we're not going to say we're from New York. We're going to say we're from Brooklyn. That's just how it is. I don't know. Shout out to the greats, Jay-Z and Biggie. Brooke recently starred as the face of the 50th anniversary of the original Timberland boot." campaign she also opened for a fellow new yorker of uh, a boogie with the hoodie on his me versus myself international tour brooke blew up in on the hip-hop scene over the last two years following the release of her single don't play with don't play with it a year after its original 2021 release the song reached new heights in popularity due to exp- to its explosion on Twitter and TikTok. The song eventually made its way onto the US Billboard Hot 100, where it peaked at number 69. Just last month, Brooke teamed up with Lotto and Young Miami for a remix of the track. The music video has reached over 4 million views on YouTube in the time stance. Hmm. And in other, in other, um, um Lola Brook um news. Um let's see. According to Revolt. Um yeah, according to Revolt actually. Hold on a second. Yeah, that was from hip hop, hot new hip hop.com. All right. So um let's see. Yeah, so Lola, so this is from Revolt. Lola Lola Brooke feels like she's living a dream since the viral success of her 2021 single, Don't Play With It. Yesterday, on April 13th, Apple Music dropped the latest episode of Lotto's 777 radio, which saw the Atlanta native speaking with Brooke about her hit record. During the link, Lotto asked the New York rapper if she knew Don't Play With It would blow up. Brooke responded, no, I didn't. The 24-year-old inquired, no feeling in your body was like, nah, this one gonna go. It was a feeling in my body like this song is legit hard. Like I had a feeling, but I didn't know what kind of feeling it was. Brooke replied, I thought it was going to be a city record. So I'm like, all right, cool. The city fuck with this. And that's it. But I, but I ain't think it was going to go out of New York City. Lotto then co Yeah, like the shit is global, not even nationwide, but worldwide. Afterwards, Brooks shared she still sits back and be in Lala La Land and questions whether it's real after the song's success after the, t- the 2021 track racked up millions of views of on youtube brooke recruited lotto and young miami for the remix version in march 2023 uh like the original sin- single star mozzie directed the, the remix music video it saw an already well received song taken to new heights with the collaboration of three female rappers brooke's recent stop on lotto's new series is part of the award-winning rapper's plan to spotlight new artists using the platform i'm going to highlight new artists that i feel like the world needs to hear artists that i think deserve more spotlight Lotto told um apple music about the show i listen to a lot of female rap so definitely supporting the girls and definitely a lot of southern music hmm that's pretty dope man that's pretty dope though um let's see what else can we talk about here let me see let's see let's see let's see oh best states to live a healthy life let's get into it right here let's get into it right here all right so let's get into this and this is from um, the Fox 5 website here um let's see. Let's see. Um, All right, so, so here's what's going on here. A new study of Life Extension ranked New York 18th and New Jersey 16th on a list of the best and worst states to live in for a long and healthy life. According to the website, the best states tend to have scenic outdoor areas and active populations, like Hawaii. Seven of the 10 states with the longest life expectancies also ranked in the top 10 for living a healthy lifestyle, and the 10 states with the unhealthiest lifestyles also have the lowest life expectancies. U.S. life expectancy has declined two years. In a row globally the united states ranks 40th for life expectancy at 78.5 um so here's a deep dive in, into their ranking. so so new york life expectancy 77.7 health healthy lifestyle ranking 25 share of adults with anxiety symptoms 28.8 percent share of adults with insufficient sleep 34 34.6 percent share of adults who eat fruits vegetables every day 71.3 percent share of adults at a healthy weight 34.4 percent share share of population living with a half mile of a park or school 94.5 percent Share of state GDP for outdoor recreation, 1.3%. Percentage of single-person households, 30.9%. New Jersey life expectancy, 775 Healthy lifestyle ranking, 15%. Share of adults with anxiety symptoms, 24.2%. Share of adults with insufficient sleep, 34.8%. Share of adults who eat, excuse me, who eat. Who eats fruits, vegetables every day, 71.45%. Share of adults at a healthy weight, 33.2%. Share of population living with a half mile of a park or school, 91.4%. Share share of state GDP for outdoor recreation, 1.5%. Percentage of single-person households, 262 Okay, so... Top five, top five states is Hawaii, Minnesota, Vermont, Washington, and New Hampshire. And the bottom five states is Kentucky, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and West Virginia. So there you have it right there, man. You know what I mean? That there you have it. There you have it right there. Um there you have it right there. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into a little eat and drink story. Um, let's get into it right here. So I actually, all right, so a little eat and drink, eat and drink. Uh, let's see,
1: <laughs>
0: eat and eat and drink. Let's get into it. Um, let's see. <laughs> all right, um, all right, we're gonna get into it, um, yeah, yeah, this is just um, okay, um, let's get into a little story of a little eat and drink. Uh, let's see, four stories, okay, so we gotta. Okay, what else, what else, what else, what else? Hang on a second. All right, let's get into... um, Let's get into it right here. (laughs) Okay, so... So let's get into, okay, let's get into this thing right here. So, all right, so we're gonna get into the third annual Jeff Mickner BBQ benefit. So that's going to be our, that's gonna be our um, segment right here, munchies and drinks. Let's get into it right here, right now. And this is where i tell you about the stories and the eat and drink articles and all that great stuff and and everything else in between so there you have it right there so so munchies and drinks man let's do this let's do this man So let's get it let's get into this this story right here and our eat our eat and drink story and um munchies and drinks segment um let's get into it right here um okay so time to fire up the smoker B- pig beach bbq's third annual jeff mckner bbq benefit is back this month and better than ever on April 29th, Big, April 29th, Pig Beach BBQ's Queens location is 35 3736 Street in Astoria, Queens, New York. Becomes the home to this massive benefit that celebrates all things barbecue. Presented by Anheuser-Busch and hosted by Chef Michael Simon. Dozen of nationally recognized Pitmasters from across the country will reunite at this benefit for a day of eating, drinking, and barbecue related activities. The benefit honors the life of Pig Beach BBQ executive chef Jeff Mickner, who died suddenly in May 2018 at the age of 36. Proceeds from the benefit will go to support the Jeff Mickner Foundation, which supports families managing loss and grief and provides scholarships to graduating high school students with a love of cooking and golf i don't know about the golf part though but i don't know about the golf part though but that's not really my thing so the event will kick off at 12 30 p.m and will feature 25 indoor, out, and outdoor food stations helmed by celebrated chef and champion Pitmasters, as well as specialty cocktails. Pitmasters will also go head to head in a competitive component for a chance to win the People's Choice and Judges' Choice awards. The day will also feature an on stage rib eating contest and live performances. Okay, so so this year's participating pitmasters and chef includes matt abdu and shane mcbride pig beach bbq nyc craig verhage and leslie wark u barnes bbq um and they're from um yazoo city mississippi kelly dallas (laughs) hogapalooza oh my gosh man <laughs> and they are from win arkansas um um chris lilly big bob gibson decatur alabama john wheeler memphis bbq um bbq on um, corporation horn Lake, horn lake mississippi Amy Mills, 17th Street, BBQ, Murphy's Borough, Illinois. Carrie Bringo, Peg Leg Porker, Nashville, Tennessee, Phil Wingo, Pork Mafia. <laughs> oh shit. Chicago and Illinois. Ed Randolph, Handsome De- Devil, BBQ, NYC, B- Billy durney Hometown Barbecue. NYC Danny Beck Pearl Southern's Comfort, Chicago, Illinois, Tuffy Stone Cool Smoke BBQ, Richmond, Virginia, Harrison Seth, Southern Soul BBQ, Sea Isle, Georgia, Sean Keever Big Guns BBQ, Fish Kill, New York, Brad Orison, the, Sh- the Shed, Ocean Springs, Mississippi, Grant Pickett Pickerton. Pickertons, BBQ, Houston, Texas, Damon Wise, and Lauren Hitchburg, Pineapple Express. <laughs> Not to be confused with the movie. <laughs> oh shit. Montclair, New Jersey. Let me let me lower this down so the ice can truck a pass. okay um all right brad orison the shed ocean springs mississippi grant pickerton Pickerton's bbq houston texas um i already read that one um okay rodney scott rodney scott bbq arvindale alabama tank jackson holy city hogs south carolina damon wise and lauren Hishburg, pineapple express um tank oh uh, yeah Carrie Fitzmaurice Maurice and Daniel Jacob Ellis so let's let me explore this man Hey, sorry about that, folks. I was waiting for the ice truck to pass by. Um so it doesn't interfere with the recording. So forgive me for that. Um, anyway, um, where did I leave off here? Yes, yes, um, yes, Carrie Fitzmaurice and Daniel Jacob Jacobellis, pure grit and top gun, bbq and Mike Puma, Gothenburger Social Club, NYC, Skip Steele and Dana Lamell, Q Forty Nine Smokehouse, Arkansas, George Morassi and Andy, um, Andy um, and Guyan, Five Monkeys, <laughs> Five Monkeys bar- BBQ. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they're from California. Oh wow, um, Michael, um, Michael Chape, um, Big Papa Smoking NYC, Jessica Tacone, Complete Burger. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, Complete Burger NYC, Cody Sperry, Hoodoo Brown BBQ, Rich Ridgefield, Connecticut. Ralph Parazzo, Ralph Parazzo, Snap Orazo, Hot Dogs NYC, and also Mike Johnson's Sugar Fire Smokehouse, um, Brett Lunsford Blue Smoke NYC. So the benefit would take place from twelve thirty p.m. to five p.m. Tickets start at one twenty-five, one hundred twenty-five dollars for general admission. $135, $135 at the door and $225 for VIP tickets. Damn. VIP tickets get you early. Entrance at 11 a.m., a pit master's meet and greet and a cocktail reception and appetizers by top New York City chefs and access to an all-day VIP lounge, kids under 12, are free and all tickets include food and drinks served as a part of the benefit uh for more information or to purchase tickets you can visit www.pigbeachbbq.com that's www.pigbeachbbq.com all right so let's let me just um get to let me just get to the money part i'm sorry um let me (laughs) oh man oh man forgive me for this shit though um (laughs) yeah it's just certain certain names that's so funny to me man i can't help i can't help myself though you know what i'm saying but anyway let's get to all right hold on let me do this I think that covers it for, um, I think that covers it for, um, I think that covers it. Um, all right. Yeah, here it is. So I think this is going to cover it for the day. Um, let me make sure. Yeah. That's going to cover it for today's episode right here. Um, I'm going to, we're going to go to the last segment of the night, which is stream choices on the go, which I will inform you on where to follow the podcast. And of course, where you can listen to stream and watch the episodes and stuff like that. And also on social media. So here it is. So here it is. Stream choices on the go. Let's do it and and you love what you you love what you um heard as far as the topics is being discussed or whatever um feel free to go ahead and show your love by following off the meat rack change new york podcast on facebook and instagram and and of course um, my other podcast shows that I do, which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast, which is what TLKS stands for, and and of course um, my review show, which is meticulous vibe juice podcast, which is very um, of course another 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 page you can follow, and of course you can you can follow me on the gram, which is gmoneystacks stacks five fifty five um yeah yeah and also turn on your notifications on the gram so you can be in a know on when each episode is going to be dropping as far as information of postponements questions that i'm going to leave in the insta story Um, you want to stay tuned for that one right there and yes g money stacks 555 in queens new york that's where you can find me um and um let's get to let's get to the order streaming platforms that i'm going to mention here and it's very important that you that you download these apps that i'm going to mention to you onto your iPhones, your Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, laptops including including Apple Mac Dell laptops including Windows whatever windows versions you have make sure you download it to to your laptops including dell laptops apple mac laptops as well so um let's get to if you go to the link in bio you're gonna see a whole list of streaming platforms including audacity audible audio burst amazon music breaker bull bullhorn fm CastBox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM, Podcast, Player FM, Podcast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podhound, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Podverse, Podcast Guru, Podvine, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify for podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. You don't need a credit card or debit card to actually download iHeartRadio or any of the apps that I just mentioned. Of course, make sure you follow the podcast on every streaming platform that I'm mentioning right now. Um, Also follow um, not only this podcast, um, the New York podcast platform right here on iHeartRadio also follow um excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports edition show and meticulous vodges podcast um review show included and finally finally make sure you grab the subscribe button on the youtube channel page of g money stacks 555 where you see all the new york episodes upload it and post it to the youtube channel page click on the noni noni bell alongside with alerts so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air via live stream alongside with the date and time and 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 of course you want to press that reminder button right there so you can know when it's going to start and of course leave a like in the comment. Yes, of course leave a like and a comment along with the on the episodes and topics that's being discussed and of course be sure to be sure to download these episodes share the episodes share the videos listen stream watch the episodes tell a friend to another friend spread the word word of mouth is important and of course make sure you and be sure to actually share the link that says Linktree slash G Money Stacks five fifty five, along with the podcast, with your husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, and the people you cool with from work, um, people you meet from whether it's block parties, whether it's uh, birthday parties, whether it's um, you know festivities, amusement parks, carnivals, um, barbecues block block parties you just name it and <clears throat> you just name it and that's it man that's gonna do it for me right here man i'm your man g money stacks aka the greg here thank you very much for listening to episode 259 and titled um oil with coffee and um i'm gonna leave a question in regards to that how did, to all the coffee lovers out there, I wanna actually get your thoughts on this. Do you think is a good do you think it is a good idea to add oil to your coffee? So, and <laughs> y'all can let me know in the comments on YouTube alongside with um Instagram Live next to me and everything else in between. <laughs> um and um yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's gonna <laughs> oh man and um yeah that's that's gonna and remember the grind doesn't stop hard work pays off you if you want something you have to work hard and earn it new york wasn't built in a day it's a process that you have to trust find your voice be you um be confident in your craft and everything that you do career and your careers, depending on what careers you're doing. um, Just make sure you are um, original, natural, um, authentic, um, and everything and everything else in between will fall into place. Everybody starts from the bottom. Uh, Everybody starts from the bottom. Like Drake said in his song, you know what I'm saying? And and plus find and look for something that clicks to you that makes you smile while you are on your P's and Q's that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision. And and also I want to say this too to everybody out there who has different career fields as far as like you know whether you are a radio personality. Um, podcaster, host like myself, and everything else in between. There's no right or wrong way to do your to do your shows. There's no right or wrong way to do any of your um independent careers as far as music, anything like that in between. Um, <clears throat> so in the words of Ivy Rivera, you have to validate yourself. Nobody's gonna validate you but you. In other words, you gotta be confident in what you do. You have to be, you you have to be able to um, feel comfortable with your voice and everything in between. So um, by the way, I am going to do it. I'm gonna do a topic in a future episode in regards to AI mimicking mimicking, um, music artists, including Drake. I'm gonna be talking about that in a future episode, so stay tuned for that right there. Um, so yeah. That's it for that's it for me, man. Peace and well, love. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and rocking with me. Y'all could have been anywhere, y'all could have been anywhere to listen to any podcast whatsoever, but you choose to listen to this um New York podcast platform right here. So I'll see y'all next time. Peace and one love. Good night, everybody. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GmoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GmoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Attic, Podorama, Pod Chaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.